Maybe some of y'all don't know what that Same music. Same thing. You don't know. Okay, Linoleum Nights. The and, podcast of the evening. Right. You, maybe some of y'all don't know what that music is or what's going on. Yes. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> this is Linoleum Nights. Yeah. Okay, so. This so, is the podcast that we swear on. So if you're in the car with the kids, turn this off. Turn it off right now. It's fixing to get real cussing. We're going to work blue. Going to real lots of cussing. Um, so here's what the deal is. Uh, it's been weeks. A it's few been. A few weeks since we recorded any podcast. Correct. And we uh, were working on a, a book. Mm-hmm. Now... I am not the co-author of this book. No. Alonzo Duralde is the author of this book, and I am his in-house editor. Everything I've written has been poured over without a you by Dave, by David Leland White. So we're back, um, and what we decided to do was, rather than jump into straight-up uh, linoleum knife, uh, we decided to do a linoleum nights because we just want to like tell y'all what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and bring you up to speed and then we'll dive right back in. If you've never heard of linoleum nights, if you uh, didn't know it existed, if you've never listened to it, it's because it's a Patreon uh, show that we do yes. for the people at the highest uh, level. And it's always on Sunday mornings. We do it live. On Facebook, it's a video. Like, you can watch it while it's happening. You can interact. You can ask us questions while it's happening. And sometimes we answer those questions or we read the comments. So sometimes we ignore you if you're (laughs) talking amongst yourselves. And often you are. Yes. Those of you who know what we're talking about. Um, And so I decided the other day, when we come back, let's do a Linoleum Nights and just send it out to everybody as sure. though it were linoleum knife. Yeah. So we could keep it free form. So we could uh, just, you know, chat. Normally, this podcast lasts one hour. I don't know how long this is. This one's going to be. It might be 30 minutes. It might be 45. We might make the whole hour. Who, Who can knows? say? If we run out of things to talk about, we're not going to waste your time. <laughs> Promise. I, no more uh, so than usual, anyway. Uh, but first... Uh, very occasionally, people send us letters. Yes. To this particular podcast. Tonight, yes. And two people have done that in the interim uh, while we were gone. Steve, Steve went to Egypt. Steve went to Egypt and brought us back lots of Egyptian snacks. Yes. Which uh, have been lovely, uh, including the Fruit Loops flavored sweet popcorn, mm-hmm. which was just out of control. Yeah. Um, he says regarding the, the book being finished, bask in accomplishment and enjoy the pressure drop and announce on the show when the book is hitting shelves, announce repeatedly, actually it's deserved and surely welcomed. Oh, don't think we won't, Steve. When Um, it goes up for pre-order, when it's coming soon, when it's happening, when it's been there for months, you'll be hearing about it. Yeah, you're going to get sick of hearing about it. Um, Why don't you explain to everybody exactly what has been going on, what is the project, how long you've been working on it. Sure. 
all that stuff. <laughs> praise, uh, obviously, praise me. Yes, uh, quite a bit. Um, okay, go. Okay, so uh, basically, this is a book that is uh, that I wrote for TCM and Running Press, Turner Classic Movies. Turner Classic Movies, yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah, uh, Running Press publishes all of their books. Uh, I worked with Running Press a couple years ago on the Deck the Hallmark book, which yep. they put out. And one of the editors there approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in doing a book about the queer history of Hollywood, both like queer films, but also, you know, all the queer artists who have worked on them? Yes. And I was like, yeah, I guess, sure. And so I agreed to that. And uh, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. <laughs> the answer was not, I guess. No, the answer like was, that. OMG. Yes, of course I <laughs> The would. answer was... Me? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. No, I was del- yeah. I was thrilled to be asked. I was honored yeah. to be asked. I said, you're, you're feeling I said yes. you're feeling the I guess right now because you're exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I'll never know uh, what childbirth is like, and I never want to presume to speak for what that experience entails. But the thing that you always hear about how women forget what it all entails because mm-hmm. then they, they would never do it again otherwise, uh-huh. I would apply to the process of writing books. Mm-hmm. Because it, when I'm in the thick of it, I'm like, oh my God, why did I say yes to this? Why do I do this for a living? <laughs> why? I will never, ever do this again. And then like in six months, if somebody came to me with another great book pitch, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, let's do it. I got to interrupt you again uh-huh. um, because the very first book you wrote uh, that was not the hair pulling out of your head experience that this one was. The Hallmark book was written uh, during lockdown. True. So you just were here anyway. all day doing the thing, and you 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 worked on it like for a months and months and months. Like you had, they gave you like a year, right? Something like that. Yeah. And this one came along when, like December, toward the end of the year, yeah. yeah. And and you said, "Oh yes," and then you said, "Oh wait, when 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 when's the deadline?" Yeah, they withheld that piece of information, <laughs> but oh well, what are you going to do? And so the uh, there was a bit of, a bit of trepidation. I know at the beginning you were like, "Can I do this in this amount of time?" Because it required what I will want you to describe, the experience of researching it. Yes. But the deadline was really truncated. Like this was a, oh yeah, by the way, we need it by the beginning of May for a release in 2024. Yes. May. We needed a year. That's how this works, Right, by the that's way. the process. I mean, when I worked with them on the Hallmark book, yeah. I, I turned you it in. You finish it, and then one year later, yeah. there's a book. I turned it in yeah. at the end of summer of 2020, and it yeah. came out in the fall of 2021. But it's it's not like they're just sitting on it. Like no. it's a, It takes a long time Super to. Super long process of yeah, editing. To, yeah, tight, you know, like yeah. the, the design of it all, you know, the creating the cover, all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, this was... What was the the challenge here was not just the sort of breadth of the subject, but every other book I've written, I pretty much came into it with a specific shape in mind. Yeah, like my first book was literally called "Hundred List." It was a, a, a book so listicle. Yep. I knew there would be a hundred and one <laughs> movies and no more. <laughs> and then you know, like doing the Deck the Hallmark book, I knew I was going to be doing all of the episodes that they had done up to that point 
about Christmas movies and no more. You know, I think we threw like five extra in for Christmas 2020 just to keep the book up to date. This one, I had to determine along the way what the shape was yeah. and what was in and what was out and what was yeah. covered and what was mentioned and there what was, was ignored or whatever, you know. There was precedent. Right. A couple of years ago, they put out a book called Hollywood Black by the legendary Donald Bogle about the history of uh, black images and uh, black filmmakers and, you know, craftspeople in Hollywood. Uh, and then this year, they published uh, Luis Reyes's Viva Hollywood, uh, colon, the legacy of Latin and Hispanic artists in American film. Right. And so uh, so now it's the gay one. And I, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> and your book is a little trickier. Sure. In that there are historical figures who may or may not have been queer. And the uh, the issue there involves like like what do we actually know about these folks sure. whose lives may have necessarily for the sake of their careers uh, and not just for the sake of their careers, Let's not forget society itself. It used to be illegal to be queer. Yeah, <laughs> and so you could like, you could be denied employment and housing and all and kinds of things. And be arrested and, and thrown in jail and put in uh, 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 psychiatric facilities against your will. Yeah, and so and to be clear, in places in this country, there are still no protections in place to keep that people is correct. from being thrown out of their apartment or fired or whatever it is. Right. So the so anyway, in the course of writing the book, you, there was a lot. Not a lot, but there are, you know, some folks who are like, we don't know. Yeah. We think we know. We might think we know. We might hope we know. There's some, you know, information. The debate rages there on. Was some, <laughs> there's some information that maybe this person was gay or lesbian or bi or trans. You know, like we don't. Yeah. So that was the, the only real tricky element. The, the rest of it was just what are the historical uh, facts about right. the way cinema has functioned in the primarily in the United States yeah. when uh, the part of the book that you know goes into other countries uh and their you know queer filmmakers there's just it's this radical difference yeah because I, uh, there's like one section where you talk about like Lucchino Visconti and Pasolini right. and Fassbender and Rosa von Pronheim and and the idea of, you know, queer cinema in Europe, much different yeah. than and, here. And I, I really only could, you know, touched on the ones who sort of had a footprint in this country. Because right. Because obviously the topic of so many more global queer cinema is a whole nother book. Oh, yeah. Or 10, that's a, you know? Yeah. I was, when it was all finished, I was like, this is going to uh, necessarily be incomplete because yeah. since the since the 19 let's say since the 1970s yeah and particularly since the 1990s mm-hmm. an explosion yeah. of queer filmmaking everywhere in the US globally and so that would make you know that would need book after book after book yeah yeah i mean like all those festivals around the world are showing you know dozens if not bursting hundreds at of the seams each so yeah because what we're really trying to say is that if we know you and you're a filmmaker and your movie doesn't wind up in this book, hey man, don't at me. <laughs> it's no reflection on how I feel about you. 
He tried. He tried I his did. He tried his best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So um, yeah, so spring 2024, y'all, and uh, when it when it's available for pre-order or whatnot, I, I will absolutely be you know clanging a spoon against that pot. Uh, so I need to tell you something. Do you? Yes. After all this time. Yes. Never do that to me again. <laughs> I never wanted to do it to me again. No, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> you uh, are good at writing books. Your work style is different from mine. Yes. You yes. are a grind it out kind of person. Yeah. You uh, you gather your information. You do your research. Uh, you went to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Research library many times. You I'll probably be going back there a bunch stacks, during the copy editing yeah, process. Stacks of notes and printouts and you know, every book that we own that even remotely touched on the subject, like stacked, off the shelves. Stack <laughs> off the shelves on the dining room table. We have not had a single human being <laughs> over to eat dinner. <laughs> Because this table has been overloaded with the books. Um, and and then you write. And you write and you write and you write and you write and you get up in the morning and you write and you write until after I go to bed. And then I've got like this mountain of copy to edit. Right. And I'm like, I would like uh, a little bit of a, at a time. You see, but I don't work that way. When I write anything, <laughs> yes, even a film review, I like I take my time. Mm -hmm. I stop and I think, and then I have a stop, another stop, and another think, and then I have a cup of tea, <laughs> and then I put it away for the day, and then I come back the next day and I think, oh, everything I wrote yesterday was not good, and I'm going to start again. <laughs> And then I come back the next day and I think, okay, one sentence of what I wrote yesterday is pretty <laughs> not shitty. And I and I can build on that maybe. And I, I really, I'm a, I'm, I like to organize. I like, remember in high school when you had to learn how to write the five paragraph essay or middle school when mm -hmm. you had to learn how to write the five paragraph essay. And they were like, make your outline and, and list your information so that when you, come you're not like stuck with no thoughts in your head you have little bullet points of information you can expand and make your sentences from those little bullet points of information i became that person who just would i'd make my little outline like my little like indents of my information and then i would write and the writing was terrible because i was a kid um and it has marginally improved now, as an adult. You are a talented writer, but, but, here, mm, but, yes. we, but we operate differently. No, because, we sure do, because you... which is what I'm getting at here. As your editor, I am <laughs> here to tell you that you can uh, hire another person to do it for you <laughs> next time. Here's the thing, though. You, yep. can, you can sit down and like, 
if you were given six months to write a book, mm-hmm. you would map out, okay, by this date, I would have chapter one draft done. And then by this date, I would have done it. That's correct. I can't, my brain won't do that. Well, I can't tell myself I have to have in your brain. a thing done by that time because <laughs> then I'll just, I'll just keep missing it. And I won't, I, I, I just, I have to have the, the icy breath of the deadline going down my neck before. Well, you sure did. Yeah, no, and I you, know, I know, I know. and it. I, you had the icy breath of the deadline from the moment they gave you the deadline because it was like, true. Here, deliver this book and you have a, a few months to yeah. do it. And and you said, um, okay. <laughs> and then you were like, hmm. <laughs> I guess I'll start writing now. But also, yeah. uh, like you, yeah. part of my, you know, what looks like dithering, what looks like procrastination, I mean, yeah. partially is that, but it's also me knocking it all around in my head. No, I know, I know. I've, I've, I've watched you write film reviews the same way. Yeah, when I sit yeah. down to write, it all comes out of me because I've been cogitating Believe on it me, for so long. Believe me, I've watched you write for the past 27 years, so I know what you do and how you <laughs> do it. But I've never had to be... Um, uh, hogtied and taken along for the ride <laughs> yes, in well, this manner. I, and I thank you so, for your service. Um, I can feel it in my neck, my shoulders, my butt, my legs. When we turned it in, when I say we, I mean you, but like when it was turned in, all I could think to do was to go lie down. Like... The minute you hit send, I went and I lied down on the bed. And then 15 minutes later, I said, double check that you hit send, <laughs> that you hit that you hit the send button. Make sure you actually sent it. And then I said, you now also come lie down on this bed next <laughs> to me. We need to just be quiet for a minute. And that's what we did. Take in the scope of what's happened. My sleep patterns are fucked beyond belief right now. I'm sorry. Um, also, the final three days of the editing process and you cranking out the last bits of copy, I ate Reese's cups. <laughs> I, I apologize. I ate pasta. I actively backslid. You're Southern Baptist, you know what that means. <laughs> Southern, we had we had delicious pizza. Any Southern Baptists out there guilty of backsliding? Well, I did some backsliding. We had we had an amazing pizza that we'll talk about on Lenormand. Oh, Night and before. that's your fucking fault too. <laughs> you got this pizza from from where again? Uh, Prime, I think it's called Prime. Yeah, not Amazon. Prime. No, no, Prime Pizza. <laughs> Prime Pizza. It's on Fairfax. Yeah, they yeah. have like six or seven locations around town. Please, please, please describe this pizza. Okay, I'll get into it. We'll get into it on four. No, but do it now. Okay, fine. So this was a, they do these crossovers with other like food establishments. Little Calabies. Calabies, exactly. (laughs) Prime Pizza, X, whatever. Right. Uh, There was one that we had a while ago that was with some barbecue place. And yeah, I didn't, a, I didn't care for It was a barbecue that. chicken pizza, and you were very kind of bite of it. on it. I took a bite of it, and I was like, well, this is a pizza that I can resist, so I it's thought fine. It was, it was fine. It, it, was didn't, it didn't whatever. knock me out. Yeah. This one, however, uh, was with a birria truck. Yeah. I think it's called El Angel Tacos and Birio. 
Okay. All right. And so it was a birria pizza. So it had this amazing, delicious beef birria on it and and cilantro. And and then it had two dipping sauces. Beef consomme that you could dunk the pizza. Beef consomme that you could dunk the pizza in and this really great hot sauce. It was, I've, I was speechless and I took, all I said was, I'm going to have at least a bite. Like I want to be able to taste it. Yeah. And then I had two slices (laughs) and they were not small slices. Because the minute I tasted it, I thought, uh, stand back. I'm a wild animal right now. <laughs> Get away from me. I'm eating like my hand over my... <laughs> don't look at me. Look, I think I think weight loss experts agree you need to give yourself the occasional cheat day to fool I gave myself a cheat 72 hours because I was <laughs> under uh, the stress and pressure of your goddamn deadline. Yes, well... <laughs> I'm sorry, but thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I will edit you again in the future. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I mean, really, you're, you're, you're. I'm also going to put you on a schedule. Yeah, that's okay. Good luck with that. Laugh now, cry later. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you'll be crying when you think mm, you make me follow the no. schedule. Uh, let's let's. Who's better at making the other one cry? Do you think? I think I could be better at this. Uh, than you. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You have your moments. Uh, anyway, um, I will. I will be taking on the bulk of the editing at this point in terms of corresponding with the publisher. Of course, and going back and forth. Yes. So yeah. yeah, the the publisher didn't ask you to have an in house editor. No, no. I just got lucky. You just I, got a writer who married a writer. You yeah. got real lucky. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, Very. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> I went to this article on thebookseller.com. You ever heard of that website? Mm-mm. Neither have I until today. <laughs> thebookseller.com. Here's an article. More than half of authors, 54%, mm-hmm. responding to a survey by thebookseller.com, on their experiences of publishing their debut book. Now, this is not your debut book, but the difference between a debut book and the third book is marginal. This is my fourth book, Dave. Wait, what was the the third book? There was 101. Yeah. There was my Christmas movies book. Oh, that's right, the Christmas movies book. Yeah. I fucking forgot all about that book. That's a good book, y'all. It's called Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas. Thank you. If you, and it's not about Hallmark movies. It's no. about actual real, real movies. movies. Yeah, um, This is a book about cinema, and it is about the history of uh, holiday-themed films from the beginning till what year did it come out? 2010? Uh, yes. Yeah. And so uh, that's a fucking good book. Still available for sale. Yeah. And you should own it because it's good. I, I forgot that you had written that. <laughs> Wow. Well, the Hallmark book really just took over everything while you were doing it. And it's been a dominant right. situation because you are a routine appearer on the Deck the Hallmark podcast. True. And thank you again for filling in for me, by the way. Yes, the I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another thing I did. <laughs> that that, like that is your very like purple a, heart. Like a hero. <laughs> I watched the fucking, what was it called? Uh, a merry single 
something? Merry Single Christmas? I, I don't know. I did. I still haven't watched the movie, so I don't know. Where it's oh, oh, I, I will. Know. You are going to watch I that movie. I will catch up with it, I promise. I, <laughs> you, me, <laughs> to help my husband even more than I already was. Yes. I was the uh, substitute Alonzo on the Deck the Hallmark podcast for this shitty movie. <laughs> um, and it's a nut. This movie's nuts. So, uh, yeah, you better, you're going to watch it. <laughs> oh, I, it's, you know, you're going to you're going to bear your half of the suffering. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Anyway, go to deckthehallmark.com. You'll hear me. And if you have the what is it? Philo. P H I L O. Is that how you spell yes, it? The, the if Philo you have the Philo app, you can watch them. You can watch me. Merry doing. single Christmas. Merry single Christmas. Merry fucking single Christmas. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. yeah, I you know, and and I'll tell you, you know what? Look, I enjoyed writing that Hallmark book. I had a fun yeah. time with it. I love those guys. I love working with them. And that book dragged my Christmas book mm-hmm. across the finish line into it actually did into royalty town. People, people bought them in tandem. Yes, I think because Amazon linked them. Yes, and so now you're in royalties on the yes. after after 13 years, you're in royalties. <laughs> I've on made the, on the dozens cri- of dollars on, on the, that yeah. book. Every what is it? Every six months, something like that. Every six months, you get a little check for like. Still though, it's the first it's the first of my books to finally go there. So that's you know gratifying. Um the uh so it says, okay, so here we go. Uh fifty four percent of authors Yes, sorry reported that the experience of publishing their debut book fifty four percent of them said that the process negatively affected their mental health. Just writing it or getting it published? Everything. Oh. Um, 22% of the 108 respondents described a positive experience overall. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to guess that what they're talking about is the actual, you know, writing it and hitting that deadline. Yeah. Because that's really the stress. Well, I, no, right I think there. there's a lot to it. Because I think also, it, unless you are... Famous in another realm. Yes. It is really hard to get people to pay attention to your first book. Right. And your second book and your third book. And your, all, every book you But write. especially your yeah. first book. Right. And so, you know, yeah, I, I think so much of the marketplace right now is like, I'm on a sitcom and I wrote this book with right. my hilarious observations about life or about And my ghostwriter. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you are... If you do not have that kind of built-in audience, it's really hard to, to, to get that one out there. I mean... 101, I was lucky in that I literally worked down the hall from the publishing division right. of the company. Of the company that was where, like the umbrella organization. Yes, right? I worked yeah. at the Advocate, and the, we, there was such a thing as Advocate Books. It was part of Allison Books, and they were literally down the hall. And yeah. I stuck my head in it off and said, hey, what do you think about this idea? And that was <laughs> That it. was the pitch. Yeah. No, 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 no agent. No, no nothing. nothing. Just, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, and the thing is like, it, you know, I even, in retrospect, this was a dumb idea and a waste of money, but I hired a publicist 
for the Christmas. Well, you didn't know. You thought it was something that people did. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I could have done what they did on my own. They didn't do jack shit for you. Not really, no. <laughs> now, this article goes on to talk about how people were having negative experiences with their publisher, ah. which has never been the case with you. No. Uh, because uh, first time around, you worked with uh, Advocate Books. Yeah. And then the second time around, you worked with a book company, a, a publisher that was specifically about uh, books about film and television and stage and stuff yeah. like that. So they knew what you were about. They knew what they yeah. needed to do with you. And now you're with Hachette, and they're the... Oh, they're amazing. They're the, they're the big kids, and they're they're, oh. they're wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very, very happy. That they, treat, I, they treat you right. That I'm in with this crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like this this book that I just finished for them, it's going to have an audio book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And it needs to be read by Queen Latifah. Well, Because you know, she, okay. She's busy, but first we'll of all, First of all, <laughs> she's a, 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 an awesome lesbian. And secondly, yes. uh, there's a reason why you see, you rather, you hear her yes. in lots of animated features because she can turn on the warm mom voice so well mm-hmm. that you want to hear her read a book to you. Yeah. Either her or Harvey Firestein. I would be thrilled with either of those. Because Harvey Firestein has one of the all-time great voices. Of course. And... And that's what that's that's what you want. But I I, I mean I, I look I have no say in this. I have no idea who they're going after. But yeah. I'm just thrilled that I will have an audience. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. That's it. We had, another, say, we had another letter. Oh, do we? Yes. Okay. I was going to say that, that's all from the from the from the from the article that I. Uh, God, let me find out this other no, letter. You, you went you went down the stony end with that one letter, but there is another one. There is another letter. And it scolds me. You'll enjoy that. Oh, answer. good. I do like that. Jesse. Yes. Uh, not sure how Feel Away came to your attention, Dave. Okay, it's F-E-L-I-W-A-Y. Yeah. We talked about it weeks ago. Yes. Um, it is a, an over-the-counter thing that you can give your cat to make it calm down. Yeah. Kitty downers. Well, I don't know if it's downers necessarily, but it's like, you know, chill vibes for your kitty. Tranquility. Yeah. Serenity now. Tranquility for your kitty. And like the ad was really funny because it was like, does your cat scratch the furniture? Does your cat chew things up? Does your cat like go insane? Does your cat stop? Does your cat never shut up? Like, you know, people with cats that never stop meowing, yeah. never stop talking to you. And they were like, give them feel away. And their cat will no longer feel away. <laughs> your, <laughs> your cat will have nice little calm purring uh, cuddle times with you. Okay, so Jesse says, I'm not sure where or how feel away came to your attention, Dave. I think it was Instagram. Because mm. I, I follow so many cats. On Instagram because I can't have a cat because I'm allergic to them. But I like I follow so many cats that I think Instagram thinks I own a cat. I yeah. don't follow any cats on Instagram, but because you do, and it, I get every ad for like, oh, the next generation of litter box. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, it continues. I enjoyed your enthusiastic reporting, but minor correction corner. Uh, Feel away has been around for twenty years mm. and is less an over OTR. 
What? Over, oh, over the, I think she means OTC. Okay. OTR tranquilizer and more synthetic pheromones similar to those a cat secretes when they rub their face on stuff. Oh. As like always, <laughs> as always, enjoy hearing about cats on LK as it always proves that even the most inclusive and progressive of us can be driven by bias and racism. <laughs> Alonzo. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, go on. Alonzo, who says misbehaved dogs are the result of crummy training and no well-behaved or chill cats exist. <laughs> you probably learned that one through some kind of phrenology experiment, right? <laughs> Ooh! Double burns on you. <laughs> Look, I admit and it. And you earned it. You deserve it because I, I'll tell you something. Um, Jesse Alonzo is racist about cats. I'm sorry. He's I'm, a bad man. He's a bad person. And he's bad and he should feel bad I about know. how bad he is about cats. And because cats are fantastic. I never liked cats. And then I became allergic to cats. And so it's like, all right, we're we're, 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 we, were See, all, we were already all right. done, and now we're double done. My my allergy to cats is one of the heartbreaks of I my know, life. I know, I know. Do you understand me? Yes. And it, you know what double bothers me is when I'm around people with cats or dogs, and I say, "I'm sorry, I can't touch them." Right. Fifty percent of the time, they will say, "Oh, you just don't like cats or dogs," and I'm like. I said I was allergic, and I don't lie about these things because I love puppies and kitties. Yes. No, I, I, I sadly am allergic to just about all of them. This too. is the problem we Not have. Not to the level you are, but like. This is the problem we have in the culture with people who just make up allergies for stuff they don't care for. Right. And you make it difficult for the rest of us to be taken seriously. Yeah. No, so Dave, knock it off. Dave adores dogs and cats, and it is, it is a heartbreak for him that he cannot enjoy them. I-R-L. I want to pet a kitty. I want to have the kitty. Every time Will and Randall posts a video, these are friends of ours, they post a video to Instagram of their cats rubbing their entire bodies up against their face. Well, those cats are freezing cold. (laughs) Yeah, they have. Yes, they have the hairless kind of cats. (laughs) Anyway, those cats are constantly, like, using them as, like, rubbing posts (laughs) and it's always amusing to see the videos they post but every time that happens i think i want to i want a kitty to come and rub himself on me yeah it'll never happen unless my body cycles out of it somehow i know sometimes that happens but it doesn't happen to me yet it's been 20 years well to quote dame judy dench a cat is not a dog no that's not a cat is not a cat a cat is a beautiful creature of its own Not a fan. Sorry. Well, you, you, what? <laughs> Look, it's all moot. We can you, never have you a go pet. to hell and you die. <laughs> That's what. Fine. <laughs> um, the books are off the table. Yes. Dinner's in the oven. Yes. Friend and neighbor Gary Cotty is coming over. He's going to eat that dinner. Mm-hmm. He has not been here for dinner in quite a while. <laughs> he even said the other day, he was like, can I come over and just hang out now? <laughs> but the book is over. Is that allowed? I haven't been I haven't been here. I haven't been to your house for like three weeks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, please. Please come over. So that's what's happening. <sighs> um, and 
the plan is, we talked about this. All the shows are coming back. All the shows are back. Uh, we're going to begin. Uh, it's Friday afternoon right now. So Sunday morning, we begin with regular linoleum nights at the time of its normal time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this coming week, we're going to do basically one every day. We're going to do an episode of Linoleum Knife Presents More Linoleum Knife. We're going to do uh, LKTV. We're going to do Linoleum Knife and Fork. We're going to do actual Linoleum Knife. And it is going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been about four weeks. I have been there seeing There is a pileup <laughs> of films to discuss. I don't know if we're going to like chop it up into different episodes or if we're going to like try to gun through all of them. I don't mm. know what we're going to do, uh, but you'll find out. <laughs> and you'll like it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all for your patience. Yes, very much. And um, and now I'm going to eat some roast chicken and watch Eurovision. <laughs> Ooh, Yeah. <laughs> Chris texted us today in the group and he said, one of these people from, Cro- one of these groups from Croatia is like fake army of lovers. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Well, that's a, that's a, I think a popular subgenre within Eurovision is fake army of lovers. Well, there's only one army of lovers. I know, but you could, lots of fake ones. But there are lots of fake ones. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, please go to YouTube. <laughs> And watch the crucified video. And watch you know what? I'm just gonna post it on Patreon right now for the LKRX. So that's important. <laughs> it's important. We have to teach the children if right. they don't know what we're doing. But if about. you aren't a Patreon member, you're getting this episode, go find it yourself. Yeah, okay. Uh all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh dealing with our absence and hopefully welcoming our return. Uh if you're a Patreon member, as always, thank you so much for supporting the program. Patreon.com slash linoleum knife. Uh, lots more goodies coming in the very near future as we get our lives back in gear. Uh, anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. We will talk to you guys later. Until then. Good night. <laughs>